Well, it finally happened. Bill Gates destroyed our podcast. He literally climbed out of the internet right onto my hard drive and ate my show. And I say my show because it was my half. My freaking half. That's right. There's no episode of We Talk About Dead People coming out today. And I'm probably the angriest of all of you, to be honest. That's just... It's so dumb. (laughs) It's so dumb. It's so dumb that this would happen. (laughs) We had the episode written. James worked his ass off for this character. James gets his recording in. It's fine. I go and, you know, export mine, and then I come and look for it to go edit, and it's gone, and then I did a file recovery, and it's corrupted. (sighs) Pure pain. That's like hours of lost work. I don't even know what to add to that. It's terrible. It's like... Bill Gates really is a slimy little grease ball. He just crawled right in there and munched it right up. Didn't even swallow. He just chewed it up and spat it out. Then looked at me like, hey, look what I did to your podcast. I was like, Bill Gates, why? He was like, fuck you. That's why. So, (laughs) I don't even... I could tell you a story. Do you want to hear a story? You want to hear a story about James? I'll tell you a story about James. James, uh, no, I don't actually have any stories about James. I haven't seen him in a long time. You can just sit with me and listen to me read stuff. I can read stuff. Would that be good? That's what you do anyway when I read from the not script. No? I I could, I could... Shit, hey, here's a good idea. Guys, we need to do a call-in episode. Where listeners call in, like leave messages and we just listen to them. Or or we could even talk. I don't know. We gotta figure something out there. I'll be honest though, I've been so overworked recently. uh, That I don't know how soon we could set something like that up. I want to do it soon. There's so much I want to do, but my god. Hey, living in Austin is expensive. You have to work a lot in order to to live here. I'm just scraping by. It's good stuff. Bill Gates stole my podcast. Where is Bill Gates? Where is he, like, right now? Can we put a geo-tracker on Bill Gates? That'd be a good idea. Bill Gates ate my podcast. Hashtag Bill Gates ate my podcast. Let's do it. I say Bill Gates because I use a Windows computer like a peasant. Um, I don't use a Mac like the Brahmin gods of Austin. Everybody uses Apple products here. I feel like an outcast. It's horrible. Uh, oh, I know. I, I know what I could do. Hold on. Just sit tight. I'm coming back. Don't worry. Don't worry. Coming back. I got presents.
All right. This is, this is not a stupid idea, I promise. Okay, it's maybe a little stupid. I'm sitting on my living room floor behind a coffee table just because this is the most comfortable place in my apartment because I live in a shoebox. I just got to remember... I don't, I don't play the ukulele very often, but I have a ukulele. Oh, that sounded terrible. I'm so, I'm so good at the ukulele. Oh, jeez. Oh my gosh. I could play Pirates of the Caribbean. They'll probably get a copyright strike or some shit. Yeah, I haven't tuned it. Please forgive me. Uh, I feel like I have to do something, though. I can't just put out nothing and be like, Oh my god, Bill Gates ate my podcast! Uh, shit. I could talk about the movies on my shelf. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna talk... You see how desperate this is? Do you see how desperate I am to give you guys something? It's because we and me and James, we love you all. And we hate letting you down. And when shit like this happens, it makes us all sad. All of us cry together. We get up in the morning and if there's no We Talk About Dead People episode, we're like, oh, oh, we really are on a rock hurtling through space and there's no hope at all. Well, that's bullshit. I'll tell you that right now. That is bullshit. Uh, we are not on a rock hurtling through space because the Earth is actually a giant VHS copy of Close Encounters of the Third Kind. That's a fact. The Earth is a giant VHS copy of Close Encounters of the Third Kind. The special edition. Yes. I own a VHS copy of Close Encounters of the Third Kind. You know what I also own? For some fucking reason? The Bible. The Bible miniseries, or whatever. The Bible the movie, and I haven't watched it. I don't even know if it's that good. I, there's no way for me to know if it's any good because I, I haven't fucking watched it. But sitting underneath the Bible is a classic, which we all know and love. It's known as The Princess Bride. And it's one of my favorite movies of all time. But guess what? I can't watch it. Why? Because I don't have a DVD player. I only The only thing I have in my apartment that could play a DVD is a PS3 system that looks like a Foreman grill. I don't have any cables, not a single controller, and it has the yellow light of death. It can't play Journey for more than five minutes. I wanted to show it to some of my friends. I was like, you gotta see this game Journey, and I turn it on, it's like yellow light of death at like three minutes in. just broke the effect entirely. It was horrible. You know what else I got on my shelf? I got Treasure Island. But not the Disney one. It's like a made-for-TV one. And it's got like Christian Bale, young Christian Bale in it playing Jim Hawkins or whatever. Is that his name? Jim Hawkins? I don't remember. Either way, if you can get your hands on that, I think it might be on YouTube for free. It's really good. And the music is by the Chieftains, which is a, uh Irish folk music band that's pretty pretty good as far as that goes. They're, they're one of the greats, you know. Ah, uh, let's see. What else? Hmm. I got Forrest Gump. I'll tell you something funny about Forrest Gump. I have seen that movie about 90% of it, like nine times. And I've only seen the end, the whole full 100% of it once. 
I don't know what, well, mainly it's like I always get to about the end and then somebody needs me for some reason. And I just shut it off and I never go back because I, I know what happens. I know how this thing ends. It's a Tom Hanks movie. There's only one way it can end. And that's with the Book of Eli uh, and I Am Legend uh, dual feature DVD. I have that on my shelf. I actually think I Am Legend is a great movie, except for the ending, and which everybody fucking says. The alternate ending actually makes sense of the whole story, but they got rid of it because stupid test audiences were like, huh, he didn't kill anything at the end. They wanted a battle, you know? So he just kind of committed suicide at the end or whatever with a grenade, which w it wouldn't have even worked the way that he, he used it in the movie. I'm not a grenade expert, but I know they don't create big plumes of fire. <laughs> Uh, I've also got The Departed on my shelf, sitting right on top of a movie known as 1408, which is a fine movie, except for the fucking ending. The alternate ending is so good. The main character resolves everything. He, you know, and it's like a happy ending. Um, it, it makes everything worthwhile. And the real ending that they left in the movie is just a bullshit jump scare. Because fuck you, I guess. Underneath 1408, I've got a, a, a CD copy, not a, not a, uh, not a movie. I got a copy of Metro 2033, which is, in my opinion, the original version was so glitchy it shouldn't even been let, let out. Even though that added to the horror of it, I'm not even kidding. Like, there are glitches where it's like, it's horrifying because like, you know, somebody's face is missing and all you can see are their teeth and eyes. Like, that's freaking scary. Like, that, that happened with the Assassin's Creed games a while back. Or at least one of them. Oh shit, my battery's running low. Even though my computer's plugged in. That's because, just like every other fucking thing in my life, it's falling apart too. I came out this morning and my living room was like trashed. I don't remember what happened. That was pretty bad. I think I was sleepwalking. That's why I locked my bedroom door and I forgot to lock it last night. Hey, there's another movie on my shelf that I kind of like. It's called The Terminal. It's another Tom Hanks movie in which he plays a Krakosian immigrant who gets like stuck in an airport because of some, you know, like, like, uh, don't got your papers bullshit. It's okay. Catherine Zeta-Jones is a total bitch in it, which is, you know, hard to watch because <laughs> I don't know if she's been in another movie after the terminal, but I certainly haven't seen her. Where is Catherine Zeta-Jones? On top of the terminal, or underneath the terminal, my mistake, I've got The King's Speech, which is a classic. Everybody should watch it. Historical movie. Yes, a history movie that's not made up. It's not about Illuminati in history. It's just about a guy getting over a speech impediment, which is great. And he also happens to be the king of a country that doesn't even, like, have a king or whatever. I don't know how that fucking works. Don't at me. One of you bastards is going to at me. Underneath uh, King's Speech, I've got Chariots of Fire. I've only seen that once. My mom gave me that DVD as well. I would love to watch it, but all I have is a broken Foreman grill. Let's see, and underneath that is The Truman Show, which is a movie about a show about a guy named Truman, who is a dude uh, who was born and raised on a television show, and he's just starting to wake up to the fact that it not everything is as it seems. It's very good. And it stars 
Jim Carrey, who hasn't been in a movie in three centuries. Also on my shelf, I've got Gettysburg. Yeah, I've seen that like approximately once. Uh, Gettysburg was the sequel to... What's that movie? What's that movie? It's the one that everyone got mad at because it was like talking about the Confederacy or whatever. Gods and Generals. That's a great movie. Everyone's going to tell you, don't watch that bullshit. It's a really well-made movie. Just top notch. Uh, what else? Okay, I already talked about Forrest Gump. I've got this game uh, on top of all of them, and that's where it belongs. It's the top dog of everything I got on my shelf. It's called GoldenEye. Yeah, GoldenEye for the GameCube. What? There was a GoldenEye on the GameCube? I thought there was only the Nintendo 64 version of GoldenEye. Well, there was a GoldenEye game that everybody forgot, and it's the best. Uh, Why is it the best? Well... It was at the dawn of ragdoll physics, and they're terrible in the game. It's some of the funniest shit you will ever play. You got to get like a couple of friends, get into split screen mode, get yourself some mag rails and some grenades and some rocket launchers and shit, and just blast each other all over the fucking place. It is hilarious. It is one. The main campaign is horrible, but the split screen is amazing. It's one of those those two discers, like it's got one disc for the campaign. Another disc for the split screen. Just throw out the campaign one. I found this at a uh, vintage game store near my house. And I was looking around. I was like, ah, I don't have... I was like trying to find like a cheap PlayStation or something so I could like watch my DVDs. But I didn't find anything that was like price conscious enough. So I didn't buy anything. But then I looked up and I saw GoldenEye on the shelf. And I told the guy behind the, t- the, the counter, I was like, hey... Can I get Goldeneye? He's like, oh man, that's a that's a really sought after game. I, we don't have any of those on hand. It's like you know, one hundred and fifty dollars for a good copy. And I'm like, you know, dude, I'm not talking about that one. And I pointed and I said that one right there. And he looks up and he's like, where? I said right there. It says Goldeneye, top shelf uh, on the right. And he goes and he looks and he's like, I don't see it. I'm like, it says Goldeneye. And he says, oh, you want that? I'm like, yes. He's like, this game sucks. Why do you want it? And I said, the split screen is amazing. And he didn't believe me, so he sold it to me for half off because he couldn't get it off his hands. And I was like, I was like walking out of there like I just captured the Holy Grail. I was like, oh, oh, thank God. Nobody else got it. Now I can have it. And it's just going to sit on my shelf at home because I don't have a GameCube or a Wii. Uh, You know, I'm a petty person, (laughs) turns out. Uh, I'm going to stop talking about my movies now. Maybe I should talk about some of the books I'm reading. How about that? Let's do that. (sighs) It's almost like I'm live streaming this shit. At this point, I'm just talking. Um, uh, oh shit, my Kindle's out of battery. Well, I guess I'm not reading any books. Um, let's see. Oh yeah. Um, there's a book by C.S. Lewis, which nobody's read because it was never finished. Um, but I have a copy <laughs> of what... He did finish before he died painfully. Um, It's called The Dark Tower. And it's probably one of the scariest books I've ever read. And you may be like, C.S. Lewis wrote a scary book. Oh, yeah. He wrote a scary book. And he never finished it because it was too scary to finish. Uh, And, and, well, anyway, the the basic premise, and I'm going to try to remember this. Um, but there's these there's this group of, of researchers at a university, and they're like, hey, let's get into, like, like uh, 
uh, I can't remember exactly what the premise was, but they're like invent something that because they want to like travel in time or something. And they don't quite invent a time traveling machine, uh, you know, that they can travel. They get close though. So this guy invents this, uh, this projector and he invites all his friends over. He's like, I want to show you something. And he flips on the projector and on the screen that he's put up comes up an image of like an ancient civilization. And they're like, Oh, Oh damn. Like maybe we can't go there, but we can certainly like look through and see what we can see. And they're looking through and they're seeing this tower and there's all these people lining up around the tower, like to go to the top. And there's this door at the top. I'm, I'm just, guys, if I fuck this up, I'm sorry. You, you should probably read it if you're interested in scary books. Cause it's a different, it's a different genre. But anyway, so they like figure out that they can change the camera angle or something. So they're not looking at this tower from thousands of years ago or whatever. They're looking inside the tower and they're in the room that the people go into when they get to the top of the stairs. And, uh, they, so they like one at a time, people enter this room and they, they step in and there's this, there's this thing, this like giant, this dark shadowy creature with like horns and shit. It's scary. And it's just like sitting in the dark. And at first they think it's a statue cause it's not moving. And the person walks in and they, they go to the center of the room or whatever. And uh, this thing stands up and they're all like, oh my God, it's alive. We thought it was a statue, but it stands up and it like, um, it essentially, I think, God, I I read it so long ago. I'm working on it again now, but I think it injects them, the people in the room with something and they're like, go dancing out the door. And it's like absolutely crazy. I could be fucking that up completely. I I thought that he actually, the thing actually killed them in some way, but I don't remember. I shouldn't even be talking about this. This I shouldn't be bullshitting about a book I haven't read in years. I'm just feeding you misinformation. The worst part of the Dark Tower is that it ends on a really big cliffhanger. Um, Essentially, they watch this go on, this this monster, like, attacking these people. They, like, watch it, and they can't tear their eyes away because they're like, this happened? Right? And by now, if you're smart, which I'm sure you all are very smart, you figured it out. They weren't actually looking back in time. They were looking either into the future or into another dimension. And anyway, so at a certain point, they're just watching this, just mesmerized. Like, we've got to figure out what the fuck this is. And the giant actually comes up to the projector and just, like, looks in at them and just stands there staring at them. And they can't tell if it can see them or not. It's just staring. And it doesn't say anything it just stares and they're all like freaked out they're like can it see us can it see us does it know how does it know well another thing that happens because it ends on a cliffhanger is one guy ends up getting sucked into this world and one of the people in the world gets sucked out into britain and like goes running out into the streets at night um the streets of london i think at night and the guy who gets stuck in there like I can't remember why or how or what, um, but somehow he's like in disguise as one of the giants or something. And he ends up in a library and he's like reading the history of this, of this, this place. And it's like horrifying and it's all, and he's like, he's a linguist or whatever, a philologist, whatever. And he's, so he has to like learn the language while he's there, but he's stuck there. So he's got all the time in the world. So he starts reading it. And you know, once he gets it translated, it's like this horrifying sordid tale. 
And he's starting to realize that this place is even worse than he imagined. And that's when the door opens. And the book ends! It ends right there. Sad. So I had to come up with my own ending. Uh, and my ending was that he discovers through reading this book, uh, after he, of course, kills the monster that was coming into the room, he discovers while he's reading this book that actually the planet is not that old. In fact, it's only from like, I think, it's only like 40 years, something like that. It's not that old at all. Um, but it's also just a VHS copy of Close Encounters of the Third Kind floating through space. That's the world he's in. Isn't that crazy? I think that's crazy. Yeah. That's my ending <laughs> to that story. Shit. Well, oh, hey, I got, a, I got an instant pot. And for those of you out there who, who, uh, who have a relationship with the weed goddess, it's not instant pot. It's not pot. It's, it's, a, it's like a crock pot. It's a pressure cooker is what it is. It's just a fancy-ass pressure cooker. And I, cause I got it because I realized I was spending so much t like money eating out. I was like, this is ridiculous. So I was like, I'll get an instant pot. Just buy it, you know, be good with it. And I'll cook up like a week's worth of meals in like one go. And so I did that. And now I got this delicious like rice and chicken dish. And I can eat as much of it as I want at any time. Because this is America. This is We can do amazing things with our Instant Pots in America. I'm just saying. If you don't have one, you might want one. I don't know if you like cooking, but it's not that hard. You just literally like cut up the vegetables, rinse the rice, cut up your chicken a little bit, throw it all into the pot. Just let it cook. Mm-mm. Meals for you. You can also... My sister tells me that the best thing to do in the Instant Pot is ribs. And I believe that because I, when I was cooking it, I was like, there's no way that in like 15 minutes this thing can cook the chicken all the and, you know, get the rice at the right like consistency and also get the vegetables at the right consistency. I was like, there's no way. But it did it. It was amazing. And the chicken was still like perfectly cooked and it was still tender and it was delicious. And I'm probably making you all hungry right now. I'm getting hungry talking about it. I got so many leftovers from that cook. Oh, I could eat so much. It's going to be great. But uh, enough about that. Maybe we should talk a little bit about uh, about history or something to do with history because I'm 20 minutes into this thing. I don't know if I'm going to keep going. I might cut this off at like half an hour and I might not even release it. God damn it. No, I'll probably release it. I want you guys to have something. And so does James. James is James is sad. I called him on his cell phone and he was like at work and I said, dude, the file's corrupted. And he was like, oh, fuck. Um, and, you know, I told him I was going to do this. And he was like, I can't really help you, man. I'm at work. I'm like, yeah, well, people are going to miss you. They've missed you for a while because he went on his two-week honeymoon in Alaska. You know, I asked him, I asked James, okay? He texts me after a week and a half of not hearing from him. Uh, he texts me and he says, um, fuck, where is it? He says, hello, in all caps. I've been in a place with no service until now. Until now. Anyway, uh, and I said, I said, where are you? And he's like, Fairbanks, Alaska. I said, got any pics? He sends me a picture of a Photoshop of like a really, really fat kid in a hat. Like with one of those finger skateboards. You know those? You remember those? Those were like cool in the 90s or the late early 2000s. And he's like, got it on a half pipe. 
and he's doing like a, a grind or whatever. It's just a picture of this. And nearby is standing Hitler and his chief staff officers looking on in wonder. And Hitler is smiling at this kid doing these tricks with his finger skateboard. I think you guys know that the last episode is going to be Hitler and Jesus. I can't wait. In fact, like I've, I want to kill the podcast now just so we can cover Hitler and Jesus, but no, we're going to hold off. Uh, I have another idea. Um, so we've gotten, we've gotten some fan mail, um, some fan messages and, uh, we love getting them. People are so, so kind. Um, and nobody's a jerk. It's just wonderful. So we got a message from Crystal, and she says, Hi! I think I found you by being frustrated at the lackluster search function on the podcast app available on the insert insulting adjective iPhone. I'm a fan of true crime and started with some of your episodes on serial killers. Since then, I have bounced around randomly listening and laughing. Always laughing! I know, it's funny. <laughs> it's, the show is ridiculous, and we know it. We know it's dumb. <laughs> She says, it's rare for me to literally laugh out loud while walking around my regional Australian town listening to your podcast, but your strike rate with me is high. That's hilarious. I get, we get that all the time. People saying they, they're listening and they laugh out loud at work and they just can't hold it together. I'm like, it's not that funny, but I get that it is surprising. <laughs> ah, James. Classic James. She goes on to say, your episode where you revealed your difficulties with depression really touched me in a good way, a human way. The conversation around mental illness and the road to recovery and re-engagement needs to happen more often. Um, and the vulnerability you both showed was just re was refreshing. Just thank you. You know, that's just... The depression episode has been our most deeply striking episode, which is... To me, very sad because it means lots of people understand what it means to have depression. Uh, I don't really want to talk about it too much because I don't want to give you guys the blues. Um, but I've gotten more feedback on that episode and I've had more conversations with people about that one than I've had about any others. And I'm like, didn't you know that John Brinkley inserted like implanted goat testicles into celebrities and made enough money that he started radio broadcasting his quackery got literally banned from the air. So he moved to Mexico and built his border blasters and sent a signal so strong that you could hear it in Canada and that farmers are picking up the signal on their fence. Like, their, their aluminum fences. They were able to hear the broadcasts. Like, that to me seems like more conversation-worthy. Like, what the hell was going on there, right? But, you know, people, uh, people resonated more with uh, the Depression episode than they did with John Brinkley's border blasters. And I get it. I get it. The show's not about that. Um, the show's not a, not really about that, but it is about that, actually, uh, now that I think about it. It has been a tangential story throughout, um, you know, where we've touched on it. You know, we've, we tried we tried early on to build lore into the show, but it turned out to be a lot of work. Uh, we'd love to go back to doing it, but right now I work way too much, and so does James. James is now married. He's got more responsibilities than I do at this point. Um, but that's... Uh, you know, that's just the, the way it is. By the way, I'm not recording in my closet right now, which is probably why you're getting a little bit of echo. I'm recording in my living room, like I said earlier. Uh, why I'm in here, I, I don't know. I just felt like it's more comfortable to sit out here with a fan and air conditioning and next to a window than it is to sit in a closet stuffed up with shit. But anyway, so I, we've, all, we've been very, very um, thrilled that people felt something with that, with that podcast. Um, 
I heard personally from many of my friends, they listen to it. They're like, wow, shit, dude, I didn't know. And, uh, you know, yeah, it's tough. It's tough. And, you know, I still get it. I still, I still have problems now and then. And I know James does too, but the, the difference, the difference between me then suffering with it at the beginning, the difference between me now, um, is that I have hope and I, I don't mean like hope in, um, you know, that it'll all be better. I have hope that not only will it be better, it will be great. You know, it's going to be great. We're just going to rock it, you know, and it may not happen exactly like that. It may not happen. You know, it may not be that this podcast gets more plays than Dan Carlin. That'll never happen. I don't pay enough. I don't put enough money into this for that to happen. Uh, unless we interviewed some super controversial person or talked about some super controversial person or actually started talking about politics, which is another thing I want to talk about. Now that I'm on a roll, usually when I'm alone behind a mic, I can't talk. I, I just freeze up. But for some reason right now, the words are just flowing. So yeah, um, the uh, the story regarding like the depression episode, you know, uh, it's pretty, pretty simple. Um, we both just knew we had to talk about it at some point because we kept dropping hints and we kept having sketches and things like that. And, um, we finally were just like, this is it. This is the time. Let's do this. You know, let's, 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 let's make this real. And so we did. And we may do another honest talk like that. Maybe not about depression, maybe about something else, but, um, yeah, I think I think here's, here's just my personal thoughts. And these are, these are the thoughts of a 25 year old fool living in a doped up town in Texas uh, sitting on his floor on a planet that is literally the special edition of Close Encounters of the Third Kind VHS copy. I think depression is caused by, is, is just mental exhaustion in a lot of ways. Um, these days, people consume media that uh, comes from left, right, and center and is pulling you in every direction right now. Buy this, buy that, do this, do that. You know, you're not good enough. You're good. You are good enough. You're, you're better than good enough. You're gold. You know, like you see those bumper stickers, like I'm a fucking princess or something like that. Or, or, uh, it's not just that one, but that was the one I saw the most recently. And I was like, you're not a princess. You're just a 45 year old mom with a pug. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I'm just, I'm trying to bullshit. So you guys have something because the patent file got corrupted. The planet is the special edition of close encounters of the third kind. I mean, (laughs) but anyway, so yeah, we don't talk politics on the show, not because we don't believe that there are important issues out there that need to be talked about, but mainly because one, well, at least this is my personal opinion. James probably has his own reasons, but these are my reasons for not talking politics on the show. One, I'm a fucking idiot and everybody knows it. My opinions on politics are worthless. You know, I enjoy reading about like, I watched the cyberpunk 2077 trailer like 10 times over the course of like an hour. Like I went away and came back to watch it again. One, it's because it's amazing. The facial animation is just incredible. The lighting is amazing. And there's this, there's this moment where, uh, and the reason I say the facial expressions are amazing is because that's what struck me about it. It's crossed the line. It's not just like, oh, it's good or it's animated or it's relatable. It's like, it's, it's now to the point where I like, I'm like, yeah, I feel that. Like there's a part in the trailer where, uh, the main character kills a dude who is like punching him in the face or whatever. And he stabs him right through the heart. And then they cut to this this real close-up shot of his face. And he's looking up at the other guy 
who's in the room who's also attacking him and has just got this the the perfected face of real like vengeance like this guy's gonna get you back for what you did to him and it was so good and so so real i was just like i just paused it on that i'm like i kind of want to make this my desktop background but i'm not going to do that because it's super weird and i don't like fanboying on shit but that excited me way the more way the hell more than keanu reeves being in the in the damn game like i was like oh shit keanu reeves in the game awesome i can do that like i love john wick i'll i'll freaking play that game now but, and that's the reason I went searching for the trailer. I just want to see what Keanu Reeves looked like when they dolled him up in uh, 3D. Not because I'm like, I just wanted to see how young they'd make him look, you know? Because like, they they did that with uh, Samuel L. Jackson in Masters of the Marvel Universe. What, what was her name? Fucking Captain Wonder Woman. I don't remember. Whatever. They did that to Samuel L. Jackson in that movie that I did not see. And it looked amazing. And I was like, I wonder how, that, how long they could do They should make another Indiana Jones and make Indiana Jones super young. And just face track old Indiana Jones and do that the whole movie. They could do it. They got the money. They're fucking Disney. They can do that. And they did. I mean, they fucked it up with Princess Leia and Moff Tarkin or whatever. Like, they, that wasn't quite there. But we're there now. We can do that shit, and it can look real good. I was watching the clip of Robert Downey Jr. and Iron Man, whatever, three, I can't, two, Civil War? I don't remember. I just don't watch those things anymore. But, like, they made him look like his his old bad self from that movie, the Mar- U.S. Marshals or whatever. It looked awesome. It still wasn't quite there. But I think we're, 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 we are so friggin' close now. You know, I just saw a deep fake of Mark Zuckerberg basically telling people he ruled the planet or something. Uh... It's getting weird. You know, I wrote a paper about it. Or, not wrote a paper. Yeah, I did a presentation and wrote a paper about it in college. Uh, this was, like, in 2015. I was like, yeah, we're going to have, like, surrogate presidents. Like, digital copies of the president. Not, like, his brain or anything. But, like, they're going to have it on file. So, if he has to deliver a speech but he can't be there, they'll just fake it. That's just going to happen. I'm not crazy. It's already happening, guys. It's ridiculous. We live in a big, scary world, which is why we don't talk politics. Because politics, I'm telling you, I'm bringing this around. Um, politics pulls you left, pulls you right. It fills you with despair and dread. Um, I don't read the news. I used to go on. I go used to go on news sites all the time. I was addicted to the news, and that's the perfect word because it is an addiction. Um, you can get addicted to the media. It's it's a well documented thing. Uh, and it will make you feel like shit. It's not about like, oh, that girl's prettier than me or, oh, that guy's like way more ripped than me and he's got all the money and cars or whatnot. It's not about comparisons like that because that exists in the real world. It's being com- it's it's being exposed to things that are trying to control you, things that are trying to make you buy something or make you look at something or make you go somewhere. They're things that are, they're messages that are like, hey, hey. Go over there right now. Go. Go. Do it. Do it. Yeah. They, uh, that's what they're saying. And it's like, we're so numb to it these days. Like, I'm driving through Austin. I'm looking up. There's like a billboard of like a beautiful woman, like leaning on a bottle of vodka. I'm like, classic. But it's crazy. You know, um, but I, I don't think it's about the message. Like, it's not like, oh, God, they're trying to sell me alcohol. And it's not like, oh, God, like the Democrats are up to it again, you know? It's not about that. It's about getting you so fucked up and excited. Like, that's why... It's not why. 
it's definitely not why, but it's certainly not helping to have all this media flying into your eyeballs and into your ears all the time. Like, you're listening to me right now. I'm telling you, like... That's why we don't want to do ads. <laughs> and that's why we depend on Patreon support and Venmo support. And that's why I'm also not going to plug it, because fuck that. You'll find us if you want to. Uh... Yeah, so that's that's one of the reasons we don't talk politics on the show is because there are so few places you can go now that don't mention, like, you should think this, or you should be ashamed of that, or you should... You know what I mean? There's enough of that. We don't need to put any more of that out there. And we can talk about stories from history uh, without wasting your fucking time with our, our points of view on politics. That's just, that's just it. Um, it it's a... It's a, it's a it's a real thing that we've deliberately avoided. Um, same thing with like talk and religion. We talk certain, you know, the history of certain religious groups. We talk about the reformation, all that stuff. We are sometimes critical of the stuff that they say less. So now because we decided to dial that back a little bit. Um, most of the time we just try to do, we try to give, okay, back to Lewis. Okay. And you're going to, you guys probably think I'm a Lewis fanboy. I was a Lewis fanboy in college. I read like everything he read or he wrote, um, like everything, like even his letters to kids, like it's ridiculous. It, it was not healthy how much C.S. Lewis I was consuming. Um, and I always liked C.S. Lewis, um, even as my, uh, religious views changed and everything. I always liked C.S. Lewis because he was honest, uh, at least a little bit in his writing. Um, but C.S. Lewis describes, uh, virtue in a way that I, I never understood, um, or not understood, but never haven't, haven't been able to find uh, very often. One of the things that C.S. Lewis talks about is the virtue of charity. And charity, most people think, ah, oh, I'll give some fucking coins to the guy in the corner. It's not that. It's not, it's not that specific. Well, it is that, but it's also something else. Charity, real charity is saying, like, sitting across from a person who you think you disagree with and going, that person probably knows something I don't. I should listen to them. And what they say, you don't immediately criticize. You let it sit. You just let it, you let them say it. And then you both think about it. And then you say, tell me more. That's charity. It's saying this, this, this old boy over here probably knows something I don't. That's a good thing to practice. And that's, that's one of the things that I personally, I don't know if I ever talked to James about this, but I personally, um, try to do that with our historical characters. The only person I was hypercritical of and I felt it, and I kind of felt bad about it, um, was Bhagwan. Like, about halfway through researching it, I was like, fuck this guy. I hate this guy. I hate him so much that I'm just going to hate on him. And I did, and it felt bad, and I probably won't do it again. Um, because it's way the hell funnier when you're not, like, inserting your own, your own, like, opinions. No, not your opinions. Yeah, kind of. Your own rage, you know? Like, it probably would have been funnier if I had just mocked him a little bit, read the story. Yeah, you probably, guys probably didn't pick up on it. I've written so many of these at this point that I know when I'm doing it, um, I try not to do it. But it's sort of like uh, with, um, what's his name? That dude, that that writer dude, the the one, the Charles Baff, what is his name? Jesus, I got one of his books in here. Oh, no, I don't actually. Francis Schaeffer, yeah. Francis Schaeffer, that was in a time when I was, like, being hypercritical. I was, like, everything sucked. And I was, like, all right, I'm going to I'm gonna kind of hold back. 
I'm not going to be too hard on this guy. I'm going to try and see if he has something real. Because if he believes if he believes in something so strongly that he makes his life about it, there has to be something you can learn from that. So that was when I, that was about the first time I had to like hold back and be like, okay, wait, just give this guy a shot, you know? Just let let it sit and see if it works and see what happens. See what you can learn. Um That reminds me of a song. Oh shit. I haven't played. Ahaha. I can't play this for shit, guys. I'm sorry, but I'm trying to learn. I swear so much saying something like crap. <laughs> it just makes me laugh. I don't know. I learned how to play this one song by ear years ago, and now I play it automatically. And I, I can't, I probably won't be able to get it on the ukulele. I could probably get it on the guitar, uh, but I don't think my guitar is going to fit behind this coffee table. Yeah. Yeah, I lack rhythm. That's another thing I've been thinking about since I'm going. Since I'm going. You guys, if anybody, if anybody has, okay, how do I say this? Anybody who's still listening really loves us. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Um. <clears throat> I was thinking about that. Uh, right now, my life has no rhythm, except for one thing, uh, and it's really not that big a deal. I do the same thing um, every Sunday, okay? And But the rest of the week is all over the place. I'm doing, like, dozens of projects at once. I'm making this podcast. I'm, like, researching, and I'm flying all over Austin, you know, just trying to keep it together. There's no rhythm in that. And I realized I also don't have any rhythm in dancing. I can't, I can't dance to save my life. It's like embarrassing. And I, I can't uh, stay on rhythm. Like I don't have a, I used to be able to like drum really easy. Like not on actual drums, but like when I was in the car, I'd be like, you know, just like tapping along. I can barely do that anymore. And I don't know what that is, but I've lost, I've lost rhythm, which is weird. It's a weird thing. That's a weird thing to lose. Um, trying to work it back in, but I think that's another, that's, that's definitely a contributor to my anxiety because like rhythm, the whole point of rhythm is to keep you in, you know, keep you in tempo, right? Um, your heart beats at a rhythm, right? Uh, you, you breathe automatically at a rhythm. Uh, but when your life lacks rhythm, it's easy to be, okay. So it's like, you got this beat. It's consistent, right? I sound like a crazy person at this point. Okay. I don't even care though. I'm just going. All right. I'm just going. This is pure Aaron. There's no James here. It's just Aaron being crazy. But yeah, you got this rhythm, you know, real consistent. That's probably out of rhythm. I can't. But if I go like this, 
right? It's it's disturbing. And it probably really upset you that I just did that right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> but if that's how your life is, that's how your brain's going to be. Because like I, my biggest panic attacks come when I get just slugged out of nowhere by something. It's like, oh my God, that didn't, I didn't want that to happen. Oh my God, I didn't expect that to happen. I, I Without rhythm, like you're just going to keep getting slapped. You know, you, everything's going to hit you in the face. You got to be able to set things up, I think, so you can see things coming. Like that's why, that's why like the best tip I have for uh, anxiety, and believe me, I'm no expert, but I do have anxiety, is having clear plans. Just like planning things. And I'm terrible at it, but when I do it, my anxiety is lower. Because I'm like, oh yeah, tomorrow I'm going to get lunch with fill in the blank. And then after that, I'm going to go to the Apple store because I bought an iPhone like an idiot. And I, okay. So I was on the phone with Apple today. My iPhone is on its, is on its, it's an X. I've had it for a year, less than a year. Jesus. Um, I, I woke up one morning and I turned it on and I was like, all right, let's start the day. Let's browse some memes. And I clicked it open and it goes, face ID not working. And I'm like, why? It was working yesterday. Maybe it updated. And so I checked it. It didn't update. Okay. So I went to Face ID to set up and the camera was black. Like it was obstructed or something. I'm like, oh, that's weird. So I went to my camera and I turned on the camera and I flipped around the perspective. Um, so I could see if the front facing camera was working in that app. Well, of course it was. Like, you know this story. So I called up Apple and I was like, oh, Tony. His name was Tony. It's like, Tony, dude, my phone's not working. He's like, have you tried turning it off and turning it on again? I'm like, yes, yes, I've, I've done all the stuff. I Googled it. I reset all the settings. He's like, okay, go into settings and uh, reset all settings. I'm like, okay, I already did that, but I'll try it again. So I did that. It hung up on him, of course. And he said he was going to call me back after it did. So he did. And he's, he's like, did that work? I'm like, no, it didn't work. So what do I do? He's like, I don't know. That's a weird glitch. You're going to have to take it to the Apple store. I'm like, what? It worked. Anyway, I'm not going to bitch about it because now I'm just going to sound like a millennial. I, I'm not entitled to this phone. I, I'm not acting entitled. I went in. I'm going to go in. I'm going to be like, hey, guys, like, let's work together. Let's let's figure this thing out. And they're going to be like, we need to ship your phone off. And I'll be like, okay, well, I guess I'm never using FaceTime, face detection again because I need this phone for everything. Not going to complain about phones. I, I promise. I'm not going to start going, oh, the phones, they're taking people's lives away. I'm not going to do that. Uh, I could, but I won't. Because you've all heard it. You've all heard it. You know that thing is dangerous. <laughs> it's a it's an electrical box that sits in your pocket. And every few seconds, you got to check it. And if you don't, you, you start to get worried. You're like, oh, God. What if something happened on Twitter that I didn't see? You know? It's like... Anyway. Um... <clears throat> yeah, I actually haven't been on Twitter much recently. And it's it's been because, like, the arguments that people get on, on Twitter are so stupid. Uh, they start fighting, like... Okay, let's, let's talk about... Hmm. Who can I talk about that's, like, safe? There's, like, no one you can talk about that's safe, unless they're dead. Even then, oof. Even then, it's like, maybe Genghis Khan was right. You can't talk about that. You can't even make that joke. Um, I mean, you can, but you don't. Um, yeah, so I, I just see arguments on Twitter and I'm like, Jesus, these people are really upset about really small shit. 
And I get it. Some things that look small are big. I can hear you now. Oh, God, you know, Aaron, you don't care about the world. It's like, I, well, one, it doesn't matter what I care think about the world because I am literally sitting in... I live in a shoebox, guys. I live, I live in a shoebox on a planet. That's really the special edition of Close Encounters of the Third Kind, VHS copy. I have a broken Foreman grill sitting in front of me that doesn't even play video games. It doesn't matter what I think. So it, it really doesn't. But here's what I think anyway, because now that I've prefaced it by saying it doesn't matter. Um, <clears throat> the arguments that the stupid shit that people fight about and they get so evil about it. They're like, oh, you believe that this is wrong or this is right. You're like the worst person ever. You're, you're enabling Hitler. Like, <laughs> it gets to that level, and it's it's over stupid shit. Like, it's, okay. It's, an, it's another reason I don't go on Reddit, because everybody thinks they know everything. And, oh, I did my research, and you are wrong. Therefore, you are a worthless person. Get a life or kill yourself. Either way, don't wait around here. It's like they say that shit to each other. It's like, I get it. I get it. I guess. But I don't get it. I don't get it at all. No, I get it a little. But it's stupid, and that's the problem. <laughs> stupid people are the loudest. And I, I just, like, you just got to stop worrying about it, you know? It's like, let me retweet this great cause. I will save the planet. We're a people's movement. Meanwhile, most people aren't on Twitter. <laughs> They're too busy. Or they don't even have, like, a smartphone. Well, I think most people have smartphones these days. That's a millennial moment right there. Yeah. If only we could all just get along. You know what I mean? If only we could just all just set our differences aside. And stop being such assholes to one another. Wouldn't that be nice? It'd be cool also if people weren't trying to pit us against each other. That'd be nice. Wouldn't it be great if those media companies would stop trying to make us hate each other? That would be awesome. I would love that. But that's a pipe dream. It's just a pipe dream. We're never going to have peace. It's always going to be war. We're going to have peace, I think. Come on. If you, That's the other thing. Is like, That's why I have hope. That's a cho Hope is a choice, man. You have to choose to hope. You know, when I was having a panic attack yesterday, I kept reminding myself, it's all going to be okay. It's all going to be okay. It's all going to be okay. You're going to be fine. Like, you're going to get out of this. This will be okay. You've done this before. You've done this like a million times. You had like 20 panic attacks yesterday. Like, you're going to do this. It's going to be fine. Um... But that's, that's the difference, is the attitude. If your attitude is, it's all fucked, we're all dead. There's gonna be... Okay, this new game, Watch Dogs. The new game coming out, Watch Dogs. Um, whatever the fuck, I can't remember, United or something like that, where you can play as every citizen in London. Um, fine, whatever. Looks dumb, but I hate it, because the concept is that London has fallen, and the only thing you can do is, like, hack the system and resist, but you're going to lose... Uh, but the, the precept is that London already fell. Like, that's a nice idea. <laughs> and they're going, and they're going, oh, it's so important what we're talking about on our game. They're like, these are things we have to talk about today. This is a very important game. I saw on Wolfenstein 2 on Steam, one of the comments on there is, Perhaps the most important shooter of this age, or something like that. It's like, oh, shut up. Fuck off. Please, please, get over yourselves. 
You know, it's like we're, we're fighting against this horrible world and all we can do is resist. It's like if you're resisting, you've already lost. Don't despair. Don't resist. Stand. You can do it. I was, tell, I was explaining this to one of my friends the other day and she knows I go on crazy rants. And she, she'll probably listen to this and be like, were you talking about me? I'm like, yeah. Um, that's probably all my friends. They all know I go on crazy rants. That's why I'm actually holding it together pretty well. But I was saying, like, I stopped going to the movies. I stopped watching things. And I've stopped reading things from, like, this century. Because all of the messages are just, like, you know, like, resist. I don't have a problem with that. Like, if there's a, if there's a big, if there's something wrong and you have to, like, stand up for yourself, that's one thing. But, like, in my opinion, if you get, st- in my opinion, 25-year-old idiot in a shoebox... On a VHS cut, okay. Um, in my opinion, like if you already think of yourself as the loser, if you already think of yourself as the victim, if you already think of yourself, there's a song by the the Avid Brothers or Avid Brothers, I don't remember. Avid Brothers, that's what I call them. It's a song called "Victims of Life." It's a great song, and it's awesome because it actually it encapsulates what it means to be a victim from like two different perspectives. And one of the lines is "Victims of hate." Victims of love. Yeah. Ooh, they went there. And I went there. Oh, we're getting deep now. Yeah, uh, the problem is you're a victim. Victim of hate, victim of love. Oh, she loves me too much. Oh, she hates me. Both suck. <laughs> Stop thinking about it. You don't know what she's thinking. I'm talking to you, Kevin. Uh, there's no, nobody, I don't know anybody named Kevin. I just say, say, there's this thing I do now and I'm going completely off the rails now. I don't even care. There's this thing I do now, uh, where in the car and the the traffic is in Austin is a disaster. It's the worst I've ever seen outside of New York city In New York city. You're not even supposed to like drive. You're supposed to like take the, the freaking subway. Um, but in Austin, it's like, there is no system like that. Everyone has to drive. So I've, I've done this thing now where if someone's pissing me off on the road, you know, I'm like behind them or whatever, and they don't signal. They start turning. I go, oh, come on, Brad, signal, dude. <laughs> if it's a woman, I go, Susan, Susan, you know better than that. <laughs> I think it's funny. It keeps me entertained. My stupid single ass out there, just like, Lone wolf in it, all around, just going. Like, yeah, I got to make friends with everybody. So I just named them all Brad and Susan. <laughs> it's a stupid thing, but it's fun. I'm sure you guys do stupid things that are fun. You have little traditions, like sucking at the ukulele. Right? <laughs> um, and that's the whole rhythm thing is like, that helps me stay in rhythm. Brad, Brad, come on, buddy. You can do better. I know you can drive better than that, my friend. Susan, I can train you if you want. Like, I'll do it for free. We're buddies. We're all in this crazy city together, living in our shoe boxes. <laughs> I really do sound like a crazy person now. Maybe I shouldn't put this out. I'm just really going off the chain. I'm not even drinking either. If I were drinking, it would be really bad. But I'm good now. I got energy. Feeling good. I didn't even drink any coffee today. That's the thing. I'm just wide awake. I think I just slept really well last night. I had a friend text me. She said, I hope you get some good sleep tonight because she knows I struggle with that. And I was like, oh, that's so nice. 
then I slept super well. So I think she like cast a spell on me or something, which that would make sense because uh, there are there are like no, that wouldn't make any. I don't. Never mind. Forget I said that. I'm just trying to make noise now. I just enjoy the sound of my voice too much. That's a that's a real problem. But that's why I have a podcast because I enjoy the sound of my own voice. Not really. I just like talking. I like talking because it helps me think. Even if I don't release this, I will still save it um, because this is this is basically a therapy session with myself. You know what doesn't work? Therapy. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. If you need a therapist, go to therapy. I had a really bad experience, but um, that is not prescriptive. My brother had an excellent experience, okay? He had an excellent experience. And so did so many other people, so I'm not shitting on therapy. Um, I got a book called Why We Sleep by a guy named Matthew Walker. I haven't read a page of it. Um, let's talk about sleep. Let's talk about that for a little bit, because there's a crazy thing. Um, let's talk about the crazy thing that we all do when we lie down and we uh, go unconscious for several hours and have dreams and do things and um, in the dreams that are crazy. Um, yeah, so here's what's been going on with me as far as sleep goes. And you guys might find this interesting or useful. I don't know. I don't, somebody out there, there's there are definitely people out there who have insomnia. Um, because, I mean, I do, and I'm just a normal fucking guy. Um, so I had a really bad night. I didn't sleep. I got up. I was exhausted. I was just like, God, why can't I get to sleep? And so I thought about it. Now I'm thinking about sleep. <laughs> I thought about food earlier. Now I'm hungry. And now I thought about, talk about sleep. Now I'm sleepy. I'll get some food and I'll wake right back up. But anyway, so as I was saying, um, I had a rough night. And so I was like, fuck. So I called my brother. It's like, dude, I, I need to get some sleep. Like, do you have any recommendations? And he gave me a couple of, he gave me a, the name of some herb. I was like, okay. I think it was mullen or something like that. Um, so I, I was like, all right, there's got to be like a really hippie ass herbal shop here in Austin. That's like within walking distance has to be because it's, it's Austin. It's the LA of Texas. So I, I found one and I called them up and they're off of Mary and Congress. And, uh, uh, I can't remember what they're called though. I should give him a shout out cause the dude helped me so much. And guy answers the phone. I'm like, yo, I can't sleep. I need help. And he's like, okay. Like I said, you got any mullen? My brother says it works really well. He's like, that actually doesn't work that well for sleep. As far as I know, I was like, okay, how about this? I'm going to come in and we can like put up, put together like a cocktail of herbs that might knock me the fuck out. He's like, sure. So I come in and he's looking at me. He's like, okay, so how long have you had insomnia? I said, three years, maybe four. He goes, okay, that's a pretty bad case. And he said, that doesn't sound like uh, insomnia. That sounds like something else. I'm like what? He goes, do you dream? And I know you can hear my air conditioner right now. I'm sorry. But he says, do you dream? And I said, no, I don't have dreams. I had one dream three weeks ago that severely affected me. And before that, I don't remember the last dream I had. And he was like, okay, there's your problem. I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah, you, the, the brain uses dreams to solve problems and to get over trauma. I was like, ooh, that's interesting. You know, um, there's my fridge too. Everything's powering on. <sighs> we live in the golden age. Um, but anyway, so he's like, yeah, we're just going to give you some stuff that'll give you various effects and help you sleep. I'm like, great. So he gave me a whole bunch of stuff. I wish I could remember the names. I had them all in labeled bags, but when I got home, I mixed them all up, uh, cause he told me to, and then I got rid of the bags. Um, but I know one's mugwort, 
and that one's supposed to help you dream. And there was another one, it's Hawthorne Berry. I think that one was supposed to slow your heart rate because my problem is I lie down and my heart starts racing because I'm afraid to go to sleep and have nightmares again. Um, but he gave me all these, and, I, and it was basically like the, he gave me hops too, which is kind of hilarious. Uh, that, he said, would knock me right out, which it kind of did, kind of didn't. Um, but anyway, so I took the hops, I drank the tea, and I went to bed, and I didn't dream. And I haven't tried it again because it just didn't work the first time. So I'm going to try it again tonight, see if it works, and I'll update you all tomorrow on my live stream. I'm just kidding. Um, because I think he's right. I think you're... Because I used to dream all the time. I was really good at it. Like, I got I got to the point where I was, like, lucid dreaming every night. Like, on purpose. I was like, what, 15 or 16 when I learned to do this? It's actually really easy. All you have to do is log your dreams when you have them, wake up, just write them down. Um, you log your dreams and you like, well, there's a couple other techniques. You can Google it. You'll have to find out which one works for you, which ones work for you. If you, uh, if you want to try lucid dreaming, it's a trip, but yeah, I used to dream all the time. And then in college, like major bad things happened. And I was like, stop dreaming. I just stopped dreaming. And since then sleep is just this gap in my life, which is kind of weird. But anyway, so I was thinking about that. That's why I got the book, Why We Sleep by Matthew Walker, uh, because I wanted to learn about that. Because that was part of the thing that grabbed me was he, uh, he was like, oh, yeah, your, your sleep is like one of the most important effects, like parts of your life. You're going to spend a ton of time during your lifetime asleep. So let's talk about how to magnify it, you know, make, make the most of it. What does it, what does it mean to have good dreams? And uh, I'm assuming his prescriptions are not to go to the local herbal shop and, you know, buy a bunch of herbs. But I honestly, at this point, I've tried everything. I have tried melatonin, I've tried, except for Ambien. I will not do Ambien um, because that makes you do crazy shit. Uh, yeah, that makes you do crazy shit. Um, my friend was on Ambien for a while and um, he was like, yeah, I got to take it and get in bed because if I don't, I might kill a person. I'm like, that's fucking terrifying. Uh, yeah, let's see, what else? What else can I talk about? What else can I talk about? We've filled an hour here. This is good. I'm really proud of myself for talking for an hour, even though I know I could... I have friends who are, you know, I know in their head, they're just going, God, shut up. But that's why I'm doing it here, so I don't have to do it to them later. Uh, let's see. Let's see. This is why this needs to be a live stream, because then I could have a chat, and everybody could be talking, even though we don't have that many listeners. We could still have a chat. I could still be answering questions. Taking calls on the show. Maybe... Uh, no, I'm not going to call James. I could call... No. I'm not going to pester anybody with this bullshit. That's stupid. Oh. Oh. Thing you need in your life right now. If you're eating popcorn, get yourself a dental pick. One of the metal ones. I'm not kidding. It's amazing. You're not supposed to have one. Your dentist will tell you. And some people go crazy. They just crank on their teeth with toothpicks and shit. I don't, you know. I just use this thing to carefully pry out little popcorn kernels from my, from my teeth. And it works so well. And it's, it's reusable. They're not buying a bunch of toothpicks. It's ridiculous. But I'm a single guy, so I have nothing to worry about. I give about as many fucks right now as a guy in his 50s. <laughs> you know? Like... A dude in his 50s or 60s, they're just like over it. They're like, fuck it. I'm just going to do my thing. Like, I don't care if if you laugh at me for wearing uh, 
you know, knee-high freaking athletic socks with my Crocs. Like, I don't care. It's comfortable, and I like it. And I can eat the Crocs later. You can actually eat your Crocs, by the way. Everybody knows this. You can eat your Crocs. I don't know if they're digestible, though. Everybody, you can eat any shoe. Just believe. You could do it. <laughs> so anyway, what was I talking about? Yeah, I don't give any fucks. So yes, I have a dental pick, and I don't care what you think of me for that. It's literally just for popcorn. <laughs> I don't know what... I think I was... I think I was just like, I had one stuck in my tooth and I couldn't get it out for like a couple of days. It was awful. And it was like, I was just like picking at it. I'm like, I need, I just imagine like I had, if I had, was at the dentist, they could just like pick it out. I was like, why don't I just get one of those? How much are those? They're like six bucks. Like, fuck it. Ordered it. Got it. Opened it. Used it. And it worked. And it worked so well. I was like, why doesn't everybody have one of these? The only thing that works better is the water pick. You know, those little things that blast water into your mouth, like you power wash your mouth. I have one of those too, but it's not working, which is why I got this thing. Uh, let's see, what else? What else? What else can I talk to you people about? If you're still listening, I love you. You are an absolute genius. Or not a genius. Jeez. You're absolutely desperate for content right now, because I'm literally like digging through my bag looking for stuff. You guys have a uniform? Or like a, a kit that you carry with you everywhere you go. I got one. Yeah, there's nothing in my kit worth talking about. Anyway. Yeah, I never call it my kit. That's just, that's stupid. But I am now because it's the only word I could think of at the moment. And, uh, yeah. I have a real long to-do list uh, today. Yep, real long. You want to hear what's on it? Yeah, how about that? Uh, I got to text Mark. Yeah, Mark definitely doesn't listen to the show. I got to text Jacob. Jacob definitely doesn't listen to the show. He would probably not like the show at all. I got to text Margaret. Hello, Margaret. And let's see here. I got to practice napping. That's an interesting thing that I might as well talk about since we were on the topic of sleep and then I went to like 10 other things and then I came back. Not 10 other things. I was literally digging through my bag for content. Um, yeah, so I put on my to-do list to practice napping because I used to be able to nap super well, but then my heart started racing when I lie down to go sleep. Um, so I've just been like, as much as I can, I've been too busy recently to do it, but as much as I can, like about three o'clock, uh, I just lie on my couch and I close my eyes. <sighs> oh shit, I'm tired. Sorry. Try to go to sleep. I still haven't been able to get to sleep, but I've gotten close. Um, what's interesting about it is napping for me is different than going to sleep at night for some reason. Napping, uh, I like, I lie down and when I start to feel myself go unconscious, I can detect it. I'm like, oh, there it went. Like, wake up, you know? It doesn't help that I have sleep paralysis, so being asleep and immobile is kind of scary sometimes. Sleep paralysis is real. It's, it's, it's a real problem. <laughs> Especially when you wake up and your face is in your pillow and you're paralyzed. That's a good feeling. That feels like forever. Oh, yeah. Here it is. Wolfenstein 2, the new Colossus. Their, their logo, or not logo, but uh, their banner says, One of the most important games of the year. Important. Who calls a game important? Video games are like literally the least important thing in the world. <laughs> right? I mean, they are. They're just simulations of you killing things or... 
Well, okay. I take it back. I was having this argument with somebody a while ago. Uh, the one game that I really learned something from was Car Mechanic Simulator. That's a cool game. It's super zen. You just fix cars. Uh, it's a little boring. I would get the latest edition. I went for the 2015 edition because uh, I was it was 2016 when I got it. Um, but very zen. Helped me learn how, uh, how cars work. And now I'm a full-blown mechanic. That's okay. Full-blown mechanic in Austin on a planet that is actually a giant VHS copy of special edition Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Yeah. Now I'm just clicking around. Sorry. Let me look ahead on our schedule and see. We got some really cool guys coming up. Uh, next guy I'm covering is a legend. Uh, absolute legend. And then James is covering another legend, but he's prefacing that with another legend uh, who is related to the second legend. I know I made that. I'm then covering a legendary villain. And James doesn't know who he's covering that week. He just wrote Russell Crowe. <laughs> Russell Crowe is actually dead, though. Have you seen him recently? He's dead. It's sad. Then I'm covering an American hero, American icon. Then James is covering some fucking person. I don't know who that is. Then I'm covering another legend. We're, we're trying to go for like really big people right now to draw in as many listeners as possible. We tr the 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 uh, little guy, the little name, like John Brinkley, like not little, but nobody knows who he is, right? You know, like that doesn't get many plays because nobody knows who that is. And people who are getting into the show are like, I've got some favorite historical character. I really like Napoleon. I'll just scroll through here. Oh, they don't have Napoleon. I guess I'll just move on to a podcast about Napoleon. I don't blame them. That's exactly what I do. So we're just trying to game the system by doing all the biggest legends we can uh, for a while here just to see what, what can happen. Um, that's why Bhagwan Sri Rajneesh was probably not the right episode to do. And the one we lost that got corrupted was also a legend. And he'll be coming out later, don't worry. Then uh, we got another freaking... Man, I'm really piling them on. We've only got it planned out through August right now. Um, no patron requests right now that I know of. Unless we forgot somebody, which, oh God, if we did, I, I hate that feeling. It's like, oh yeah, you forgot me. I'm like, oh no, my child! My dear child, are you hurt? Can I help you? I will work on your episode right now. I'm sorry. It's a bad feeling when you let people down. And I'm really hard on myself when I let people down. It, it really, like, when somebody says I'm disappointed, I'm like, wow, that, that's going to kill my week. I'm going to think about that. I, I might think about that for the rest of my life if you look at me and you say I'm disappointed. That's how uh, self-critical I am. But I'm getting better at that because when you're on the internet doing a podcast and, you know, people people love it. So far, we have only gotten one four-star review out of five. Um, yeah, I think they said we swear too much or something, which is true. We do swear too much. Um, uh, oh, I wanted to cover Chef Boyardee. <laughs> For real. I wanted to cover Chef Boyardee because he's a real guy. Um, he spells his name, he's, 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 he's Chef Boyardi, right? And so he spells it, I think, B-O-I, B-O-I-A-R-D-I. But he changed it to B-O-Y-R-D-E-E -E because Americans, like, were having a hard time pronouncing it. And he was like, I'll help you. And so he changed it to Chef Boyardi. He's like, yeah. 
I will help you make the spaghetti. <laughs> it doesn't work when James isn't here doing it back. It's like the French, the French voice. Can't do French. French. Can't do that unless he's around fucking it up. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I really like doing accents on the show. Really like doing accents. I, I suck at them sometimes. Sometimes I, I really get into one and it's, it's really fun. I can't do them in real life, though, that often. I have to have, like, the mic and the the ego boost of having an audience. Uh, yeah. Hey, James should do one of these. We should get James to do a... a you guys should, like, totally pester him. We want to hear James just rant. We just want to hear James rant. Let's see what he can talk about. Because I would love to hear that. We should totally pressure him to do that. Will you help me? Will you help me in my quest? Will you be brave? Will you resist? Resist. <laughs> resist, James. He's like 10 feet tall. There's nothing you can do. Unless you're 11 feet tall. Or have a gun. And even then, I'm not even sure a gun would work. James is made of steel. I've seen him crush cars with his teeth. He does it. He's... He's a real person who's also made of... He's the man of steel. He's Superman. Actual Superman. Shit. Uh, speaking of Superman, I was watching clips from the, the old Superman uh, with uh, Christopher Reeve, is it? And then I got sucked into the soundtrack. The soundtrack for Superman is so fantastic for the old one. The Superman theme. So good. But it's not just that one. There's one, uh, The Destruction of of uh, Krypton. That's a great track. Um, and I don't even like listening to music that much. But I was listening to that. I was just sitting there in my apartment like, yeah, this is good. I like this. More of this, please. Did I talk about all the movies on my shelf? I don't think so. I had one given to me called The Insanity of God. I don't know what it is, but I love watching Christian movies. They're hilarious. Uh, except for I Can Only Imagine, which everybody thinks I'm crazy for, but I am crazy for I Can Only Imagine. It is an actual good movie. And that might be a controversial opinion, but I Can Only Imagine is a genuine... It's got characters that care about things that get mad and like hit each other and shit. It's like... I've seen so many Christian movies. I don't know if I've said this on the show or if James and I have shared this on the show. We watched like a, like a couple of Christian movies a night while we were living together. Or I was rather leeching off of him. And just made fun of them. And it was a blast. And the thing about it is not all of them are bad. We started to be able to tell which ones were, were like were like actually decently good. Had a good heart. You know, they weren't just, you know, church scraped together some money, made a movie. Like it, they were really decent. Um... Because there's a difference between, like, slapping you in the face with religion and just telling your story about how religion might have helped you. That's a big difference. And I Can Only Imagine is a movie that, like, straight up, like, it's like these people, this is how my life improved because I stopped hating people, right? Because I decided I, it was better to fix relationships than throw them away. And that's why I love that movie. I, I think it was the best movie of 2018. I'm not even shitting you right now. It was that good. I saw it twice in theaters. And then I watched it a third time recently on Amazon Prime. Because I'm a crazy person. <laughs> I just like good movies. And that, that is genuinely a good movie. If you, can get over, um, if you can get over the religious elements of it. 
that's bullshit. You should be able to watch movies that have whatever theme and walk away having learned something if they're a good movie. Like, most of my editing experience, it comes from communist propaganda. Like, I'm not a communist, but I watch the propaganda like crazy because it's so well done. You want to learn from it. So, yeah, like, for real. It, anyway, I'm, I'm going to get off of that because uh, that's kind of a shitty topic. Uh, the only one I didn't talk about this on my shelf, well, there's actually four... Four, five. There's five. So we'll go through those real quick. And three of them blend together because they're all the same movie. I've got the Bourne trilogy. As a kid, I loved those. I, I still think they're pretty badass. Um, they're they're just the uh, style is so outdated though, especially in the Bourne Ultimatum. Not that there's a problem with that. You can still learn from Paul Greengrass and the shaky cam. You can. It's Paul Greengrass. I don't remember. Um. Yeah, so decent movies. Born Identity, I think, is hilarious. Um, the the fight scene with the first assassin where he bursts through the window firing a machine gun is so cheesy. So cheesy. But Born 2, Born 3, good. Didn't see the new ones, won't see any more. I've had enough. Um, the Departed is the other movie. Did I talk about The Departed? I don't know. That's a great movie. And I only saw that once, and it was in a class. And I was like, fuck yeah, we're watching this in a class? awesome and then the last one i have on my shelf is heat guys ever seen heat with al pacino and robert de niro before he became lame yeah val kilmer they're like we're gonna rob the bank whether you like it or not and al pacino's like no stop wasting my fucking time he was really good in Glengarry Glen Ross. But the guy who really knocked it out of the park in that one was Jack Lemmon. Like, I, I fucking love Jack Lemmon. That guy is so good. Um, Al Pacino was good in that, obviously, as well. But then there was, uh, what, Kevin Spacey was in it? Kevin Spacey does a good job. Insert default disclaimers here. Uh, and there was one other, two other guys in it. They're just like... Not well known. There was the uh, the mayor or or whatever the mayor. What's his name? Swan, right? Uh, Elizabeth Swan's daughter or father in uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. He he's in it. He plays a uh, kind of a loser, not a loser, but a a guy who gets taken on a sales scam. And then there's one other dude. One other dude. Let me just Google it because you guys need to see this movie too. Glenn Gary. Glenn Ross. Show me the cast. Show me the cast. I want to know. Uh, Ed Harris is in it. He does awesome. And Alan Arkin. If you remember, he's the, uh, the head of Smart and Get Smart. And he's in a whole bunch of other shit. But he's awesome in that. And then, yeah, Jonathan Price is the guy I was thinking of. And Jonathan Price was in a movie uh, y'all should check out if you like trippy shit. Uh, I just Googled Brazil and I got the country of Brazil. It's called Brazil. <laughs> and I don't know why. But it's a... I, I don't think I've met 10 people who have seen this movie. And I think... It, I'm pretty sure it was a... Uh, like nobody... Nobody saw it. Like it was a... Let me just double check. 
Release. Tell me how it did. Tell me how it did. How much money did it make, dudes? Nobody's saying. It doesn't say on Wikipedia. It's a cult film. Oh, yeah. So, box off. It, its budget was $15 million in 1985. And its box off was, was almost $10 million. So, it lost at least $5 million. Um, but it's, it's, uh, it's, by, it's made by Terry Gilliam. So, you know it's going to be good. And Terry Gilliam... Uh, was the guy who uh, animated all of the uh, animations on Monty Python's Flying Circus. And those are trippy as hell, so you know what you're getting into. Anyway, so Brazil is this dystopian movie. It's like set in this world, like this 1950s dystopia, and it has a story that doesn't make much sense, and it's got scenery that's just gorgeous, and the effects were expensive, and it's an absolutely crazy movie. I... I don't recommend it to everybody. If you're out there and you like weird shit, check out Brazil. Um, it's one of those movies that like, I have to watch it once in a while just to remind myself that there are actually good crazy movies out there because most of the time when you watch a crazy movie, you're like, that was like not that good. But Brazil, Brazil's pretty good. Um, anyway, so now I'm talking about movies again. I got to quit. I got to quit talking. About, I got to quit talking. How long has this been going? Fuck. An, an hour? I'm going to have to, like, add music in. No, I'm not going to do that. That's crazy. It's it's almost six. I got work to do. I got work to do. Yeah. Got to get that work done. I think if there's anything else I want to say loudly so I embarrass myself. Oh, you gotta know, Bob Hoskins is in Brazil. He's in it for like two minutes. But he's in it. Hmm. <laughs> well, I should probably just quit if I'm running out of steam. Because if anybody's listened this far, truly, you must be a big fan. Because <laughs> um, without James here, it's just, it's too much. It's yin and yang. There's not enough... It's not enough balance. It's just me making noise and saying shit. Um, see, this is like the part of the show where I should be doing like a meme review or something. Maybe that's what I'll do. Let's open a meme map here. I'm not telling you which one I use because you will judge me. It doesn't. It doesn't even matter which one I'm using. You're gonna judge me for even having a meme map. Do, 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 do. Oh, you know what I hate? I hate wholesome memes, but not wholesome, wholesome memes. I hate memes that are made up, like about like the biker gang that you know the the big bad biker gang that like saved a dog on the side of the road. Like that's if it's like a picture of like a of a biker holding a dog. I'm like that's bullshit. It's not even like no. <laughs> nope. God, these suck. Hold on. They're all about Keanu Reeves being in cyberpunk. Because Keanu Reeves is like... He's like the doggo of actors. You know what I mean? Like, there's that brand of memes where it's like... Yeah, we get it. Dogs. They're cute. We don't need 5,000 pictures of your fucking dog. I'm really not mad. I, I'm just... It doesn't... It's just... It's not my... It's not my shit. I don't enjoy that kind of thing. Come on, show me a good meme. How many... How many memes do I have to go through? Well, that's just racist. Uh, I can't say that word on the air. It's not like this is PBS, but I'm not going to say it. Well, no, I'm not going to say it. 
I don't want to offend anybody. No, no, no. Actually, I don't care about that. I just don't want to, like, knowingly stir the pot. I don't want to upset somebody. Not because I'm afraid of retribution, but because I just, I really don't want to hurt anybody. Oh. Turns out Reddit is filled entirely with bots. Um, turns out a Reddit filled entirely with bots is just as fired up about cats, films, and food as regular Reddit. Reddit confirmed to be filled with literal NPCs. That's not me. That's the meme. The meme said that. That's hilarious. It's not that funny, though. Oh, that was so bad. Okay. It's just a Snapchat picture of... I got these cookies at Ikea. They're so fun. And it's just F-U-N. Oh, my God. Okay, I get it. I get it now. Uh, yeah, there's, there's racist symbols hidden in here. What the fuck? They're like out of focus in the background. I'm going to feel bad if somebody, Jesus, how did I get that? That had to be a plant. Let's ironically uprate racist shit. Ugh. <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg. I always laugh when I see his face. That guy's fucked up. You know he's fucked up. You don't you don't get to be where Mark Zuckerberg is without being fucked up. I mean, even if you didn't start out fucked up, you're going to get fucked up. Right? With all that money, power, all the power Mark Zuckerberg has, he could he could, you know, memory hole my freaking podcast tomorrow if he wanted to, at least on Facebook. But Facebook stretches far. It is the octopus. It is the octopus. I took a picture or saved a, a, a painting uh, of a... Sorry if that was loud. Of a... Uh, it's like a cartoon from the 30s or 40s or something. It's just an octopus like swallowing up businesses. And the only reason I saved it was because I really liked the art style. That's it. I liked it because it looked good. Hmm. Okay, I gotta stop browsing these. I'm not gonna find anything. Let's try let's try random, okay? Keanu Reeves is slowly becoming our it's Spider-Man on a stage with a presentation. Keanu Reeves is slowly becoming our modern day Chuck Norris. He is not. Chuck Norris has a brand of water. You know how I know? I work on a show where they drink that water and I have to blur out the uh, labels because it's going on PBS and they're drinking that water. And um, I, so I have to look at that label and like move my little blur around. It's fun. It's just time consuming. It's, it's not, it's not even like that painful. It's just time consuming. Keanu Reeves got a star. All right, I'm done. I got to quit. I got to quit now before I create more content that I have to cut up. I'm probably not going to cut anything. Fuck it. I'm not going to cut anything. That's ridiculous. Nope. Okay, so sorry we lost the episode. Thank you, Bill Gates, for crawling out of my computer and... Or crawling into my computer and chomping on my hard drive, deleting our excellent episode. Um, James is very sad because he worked very hard on that, and for me to lose my audio track is just a damn tragedy. Um, 
Yeah, this is probably a one-off. I will probably never do this again. <laughs> this is this is crazy. This is a crazy person talking. Crazy 25-year-old in a shoebox. Just remember, the Earth isn't flat. The Earth isn't round. It's an actual VHS copy of the special edition of Close Encounters of the Third Kind. You heard it here first, folks. Good night!